If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hi, it's Friday, laundry day. I thought Mondays were laundry days. Uh, well, I think any day of the week could be laundry days. That's true. And you take them on Friday, too. I do. I, I, I do. And I wash them on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, before, before we forget, thank you for John Mogger. We're broadcasting here from um, Major Bargains here in Cottonwood, Idaho. I'm Myrna Thatcher. Uh-uh. Yeah. Who are really? you? When did they give you that name? <sighs> um, let me see. Almost 46 years ago. Oh, well, I'm Annette. Okay. okay. When did they give you that name? Uh, when Annette Fulicello died, oh, they gave me her name. <laughs> I bet her name was Annette Smith. <laughs> All right. All right. So to, it's spring and it's a good time to talk about fashion, right? So we're going to talk about fashion. But before we do that, I need to remind you guys of the challenge. It ends on May 17th on the challenge of who will be, who will stay at the top. Will Richardson, Texas stay at the top? Will Dublin um, Ireland stay at the top for the worldwide leaders of listeners? I don't know. We will, we will be getting those numbers here in the next couple of weeks. So, and we will let you know what, who's on the top now, because that's the challenge is. Okay, the top of what? Of listeners. Of listeners? I listen every Friday. Okay. Listen to what? The radio. Okay. Every Friday, I'm here listening to our station. You are. Yeah. Do you listen, listen while right you speak? This. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so let's talk about fashion. Just wanted to remind you about the challenge. All right, guys. So, spring colors. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow. You got some spring colors. I on did. You. I in I intentionally did this because, um, yeah, because. But the spring colors are yellow, aspen gold, or pastel yellow. Right. All right. The summer colors are Fiesta bright red orange. So I'm, I'm wondering if, I don't know, do one of those colors. And right, the orange. And there's orange. So I just was wondering if that was, if I'm in style for summer yet. Yeah. Okay. That's because you're sitting there calling the summer in. I am. Here, okay. summer, 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 summer. Okay. Sounds like I'm calling in Assurance, the cat. Uh, yeah, but he, he don't listen. He don't. And pink peacock. What do you think that color is? Right there. That's pink peacock. Whoa, okay. pink peacock. That's pretty good. All right. So we got the colors aside. Now for the women. For the women, it is elevated t-shirt. I don't know what an elevated t-shirt is. Do you know what an elevated t-shirt is? I think it's one that are cut up above your belly button. All right. You know how elevator goes up? Yeah. Elevated up. Okay. That would be my guess. You didn't guess it. I did. That would be your guess. There you go. Okay. <laughs> cropped pants. And I know what those are. Yeah. Okay. Those are. You know how crops are cropped. <laughs> I do. And a light jacket. So there you go. Here's your outfit, ladies, for the summer. Well, for the spring, it's going to be a cast of yellow, the elevated t-shirt, the cropped pants, and the light jacket. All right. What about men, Annette? Well, some of them wear cropped pants, but most of them are cropped down below the crotch. Okay. I've seen them walking around with it. Yes, 
I don't know that that's this year's uh, style, the fashion style for this spring and summer, though. Maybe not, but okay. you, young you, ones it is. Yeah. Okay. And some of them wear them when they look like they've been run over by a tractor. That's true. Okay. So, but they have what are what are men's fashions for the summer and spring? Um, sweater, sweater wear or street wear. Street wear. Okay. Modern tailored. Okay. Leather. 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 Can you imagine wearing leather in spring and summer? Light leather. Oh. Okay. Some like the vest. Oh, a vest. Yeah, okay. with no sleeves because okay. that would be kind of well. That's a vest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And reptile print. Uh -huh. Reptile print. Uh -huh. That'd be Western style. I don't know. We'll have to watch the movie stars and see how much reptile they wear. Crocodile Dundee. There you go. So, how does your wardrobe stack up to this new fashion? We'll have to go. I know somebody's wardrobe that stacks up to it, Ooh. especially when you got a rock in his forehead. Ooh, that doesn't sound very good. That was David and Goliath. He stacked up right on the ground when he had that yellow on. He had a yeah. He was dressed for the fashion. He was dressed for the fashion. He went over and said, "Who could beat me?" And David threw a rock at his forehead and he went down, and all the dirt went up over him. Uh oh, there went his fashion. There went his yellow. Okay, poor Goliath. It was really gold, but it was gold yellow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor Goliath. But he was in fashion. He died in fashion, huh? That's the way to go. He did. All right. So I didn't think he was so poor. Well, no, he wasn't. Who were the first fashion? Because in our little teaser, we say we're going to talk about fashion from the alpha, which is the beginning, to omega, which is the end. So where did fashion begin? Hmm? Well, when I looked it up on the Internet, they tried to claim that it was back in centuries ago and the first clothing ever made was like like some old old-fashioned clothes but i disagree i think the first clothing ever made was with fig leaves fig leaves and where would that be in the garden of eden this is true so it was so true mm -hmm. so genesis is um would be the beginning and that's what genesis means is the beginning yeah because they were they were embarrassed when they ate the fruit mm -hmm. and they they knew they knew they were naked then yeah so they took fig leaves and covered themselves with it so that so that god wouldn't see them naked mm -hmm. so you're right they wouldn't see them naked yeah and i made you guys the fig leaf she did stuff, but i forgot it at home so you guys don't get to see it right now. So I'll have to bring it the next time and show them to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So their eyes were open and they saw they were naked and they did the fig tree thing, right? Right. Okay. So um, why did, why do you think they needed to cover their nakedness now? I mean, they, God had seen them already seen them naked. He created them that way. They had seen each other naked, but they didn't know it. They didn't know they were naked. They thought it was normal. They didn't know they they didn't know what nakedness was. So then, why after they ate the fruit did they all of a sudden realize that they were naked? Because then they knew the difference between good and evil and bad and and what sexuality was and all that. Hmm. So they were ashamed. They were. They thought, "Oh my goodness, if he sees us like this, that's going to be horrible." Yeah. So it wasn't really about modesty. 
because then why did God not accept the fig leaves for clothing, right? He did, so, but he figured they were going. He was going to kick them out of the garden, and they're going to have to toil the earth. They're going to mm -hmm. need something more than a fig leaf, right, to cover themselves. Okay. So, what did the Lord do with that? So he he got rid of the fig leaves, and what he do? What was what was his first design? Me to go fix the phone. You to go fix the phone. <laughs> okay, so she's going to step away and go fix the phone. All right. Can I go ahead and answer that question that I just asked you? All right. So what the Lord did in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and Eve. And then he clothed them. So in order to make those garments, he actually had to sacrifice an animal to show them that an atonement for their sin had to be done. And it was only after that atonement, after that sacrifice was made, that Adam and Eve could regain their relationship with God. The clothing was an ever-present reminder of the atonement that had been made on their behalf and, and their covenant with God. So he sacrificed an animal and made them clothing for atonement, for, to get back into a, a right relationship with them to, as an example. And in the Bible, there are other instances where clothing was represented. So um, let's talk about that. Again, in Genesis, Jacob said to his household, all who were with him, he said, get rid of the foreign gods you have with you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. There's clothes again. Yeah, they had to purify themselves. They must have had some pretty dirty clothes on. They must have, you think? Yeah. Yeah, they must have. I wonder in the Bible days why God would want them to cleanse himself. I mean, really, think about it. Okay. A lot of them were pretty nice clothes. I mean, I've, I've, I've looked at how people portrayed people in the Bible and, you know, most of them that were in the in their houses and stuff, they didn't wear bad, bad clothes. So when he mentioned purify yourselves, he wasn't really talking about washing their clothes. I think he was talking about, because God considers our body, mm -hmm. our clothes. I think he was talking about wash yourselves, cleanse yourself of your sins. So it's an inside change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I think he means by purify yourself. Mm -hmm. So God appeared to Jacob and blessed him, and God told him, your name isn't Jacob anymore, your name is Israel, and promised him in a new covenant about you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of nations, you're going to have kings and your descendants, and he wanted them to be cleansed, he wanted them to be pure inside is what you're saying, mm -hmm. in order to do that, yeah. So when we talk about clothes in the Old Testament and stuff, we're talking about purity within, but the clean clothes on the outside represent what needs to happen on the inside. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. What about an exodus? When the Jews exited Egypt, God told them to wash their garments, right? As a preparation for his arrival at Mount Sinai. Yeah, that was for an example mm -hmm. to show the people that he was pure and he was going to be coming there mm -hmm. and that they needed to wash their clothes and wash themselves mm -hmm. for the preparation of him. 
So that, that raises a question. I got a question. So how do we prepare? If we wash our clothes, if we come clean, then that shows that we're in right standing with God. Okay. How do, okay. So you mean clean inside and, inside out. and out. So when we go to worship on Sunday mornings, we go there with love in our heart. Okay. We go there with the right attitude. Mm -hmm. We go there without any malice towards others. Mm -hmm. That's cleansing ourselves. We make sure we have the right attitude. Don't let any unwholesome talk come from your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's cleansing yourself. So that doesn't only pertain just to Sunday mornings when you go to church, does it? No. Or Saturday you, you if you honor the what, Sabbath. When we go to church and worship, mm -hmm. yeah. how do we present mm -hmm. ourselves? You should do this throughout your whole life that's right daily yes daily mm -hmm. because if you if you walk around and call you call yourself a christian then you walk around and talk dirty does that show you're a christian i don't think that's a fruit of a, being a born again believer no no and that shows that you've got dirty rags on mm -hmm. you yep so tell us about joshua and that in zachariah <coughs> sorry the account of Joshua was the high priest whose clothes were like filthy rags. And God, he wanted to remove them from him so that he'd be in the, the right standing. Okay. And then he would give him rich garments. Mm -hmm. Filthy clothes are sin. Rich garments means pure, symbolizing the removing of the sin. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Then God said to him, the angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts. And I will give you a place among these standing here. While his garments were dirty, Joshua would not have a relationship with God. Once his garments were clean, cleansed, God guaranteed him access if Joshua walked in God's ways. Joshua's garments were dirty. It was like rebellion against God. And when our garments are dirty, we're rebelling against God. When God offers you salvation, offers you talks to you and offers you peace in your life. And if you accept it, that's washing your garments. That's mm -hmm. cleansing you from within. And then God offers you his relationship with him. And there's a lot of peace with that. Mm -hmm. When he offered me that, I'm not saying that it's perfect. It's a perfect world you're going to live in because no you're going to have hard times. Right. But God will guide you through those hard mm -hmm. times. A relationship with God to me is better than anything I've ever had in this world. So we're going to, what we're saying is that clothes in the Bible, garments in the Bible are, are used as a metaphor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bring out our English word here from our English language metaphor. It represents something else as a symbol. Okay. So it actually represents, again, like we've already said, the inside of us. And the cleansiness on the outside just kind of symbolizes the, what's happened on the inside. And it represents more or less the cleansing 
that only God can do. Yeah, exactly. That only uh -oh. God can do. So that is so true. So, so true about God cleansing us. Because like we've said, the filthy clothes does represent our sin. And as a believer, as one who has asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins and to become Savior. Wait a minute. What's the difference between Savior and Lord? Uh, the Lord is Lord of your life. Okay. Savior is what he did to cleanse your okay. heart and your soul. Because, you know, what I hear in... Savior is what he did to get you in heaven. Exactly. Um, what I hear a lot in the Christian arena is you ask Jesus to be your Lord Lord and Savior. And I think that's wrong. That That's wrong because it should be Savior and then Lord. Because there's no relationship there for Lord unless you're, you're saved. So that's just yeah. one of my, that's just one of my um, little. Well, I accepted peeps. him as Savior long before I let him exactly. be Lord of my life. I didn't even know how to let him be Lord exactly. of my life. Exactly. Exactly. I do now. Mm -hmm. Only because of you. Well, I don't. I it was. Well, preachers never told me I had to make him Lord of yeah. my life. But then would I have accepted that from a man back then? Probably not. Yeah, because I wasn't co, you know, I would not co-ed with a man yeah. back then. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't comfortable with them, with men. Yeah. Nope. You were scared and you ran scared. Well, we'll talk more about this stuff and, and share things with you after we take break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call one 888 
1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, we are back from break, and we are back on Facebook. So, Facebook friends, thank you. Welcome back. We've been talking about Laundry Day and the spring fashions, and that we're not very fashionable in our own closet, although I have this one thingy right here that may be fashionable. I got some fashion. Yes, you do. We got bright stuff. And I wore uh, this because I was doing it for a purpose. That's right. You were. And so now we're talking about garments and how garments on the inside is what really counts. The outside is a representation of what actually has happened on the inside and how the filthy clothes is, is a metaphor for our sin. And as a believer, we are washed. I just want my, I wish, I hope my, my um, youngest son-in-law is listening because I said it right. I didn't say washed. I said washed. No R. You it's still washed to me. Well, I, I just want him to know that I have used the proper washed on this radio station, and the whole world knows that I can say it. Just like hassock is a hassock. That's right. So there <laughs> you, you go. Look it up in the dictionary, I girl. did. <laughs> so as a believer, we are washed white as snow. Isaiah 118 says that. Though our sins are like scarlet, our filthy clothes, okay, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. That's the garment, white as snow. I can't even, I love the snow. I mean, I'm glad for the sunshine and we're finally getting spring here. But when there's snow on the ground and the sun shines, it just sparkles like diamonds. That's an awesome scene. And I can't imagine it being white as snow. Jesus removes our filth and replaces it with rich garments. You know, like we talked about at salvation, that's where we, t- where God, where Jesus takes all those filthy clothes and he puts that garment of salvation on us, that white garment. And that gives us hope, peace that passes all understanding. That means that when you're in the middle of something that you shouldn't have peace at, the peace is there. Can you think of a time when you, when that was for you? When I was 10 years old, when God sent down his light on top of me. And I've had that even now I've had it. Like I was in church one time and the pastor was preaching and he said, he hit on something that really touched me. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I was going to sit there and pray. Mm-hmm. And I was praying to God and all of a sudden he opened up heaven again and mm-hmm. shined that light down on me. And I was just sitting there basking in God's light. Mm. And the pastor, I guess, told you guys to stand up and sing. And I didn't get up and sing with you guys because I was still basking in God's light. And it's just so awesome when he does that because I, I don't, I don't recognize nothing around me. Right. Well, you're caught up in with the, with Christ. Yeah. And it's so awesome to see that and feel that and to feel his arms around Mm me. And it's just like, I don't ever want to leave that. And I don't want to come back to reality. Mm -hmm. And he did it one time We that. We got a prayer garden out in our, property we got it it's really nice it's down there between the trees and I was sitting there one time by myself with my bible out there doing our my prayer thing out there and God did that there mm-hmm. out in the prayer garden and it was bright and the light was coming down between the trees and 
I was just sitting there basking in that. And then the squirrel come along <laughs> and decided he was going to disturb us. Mm -hmm. And he started doing this chattering thing and kept on chatter, chatter, chatter. So I came back to being there with that. And I said, are you jealous, little squirrel? Mm -hmm. And he kept chattering. And then I told him, I said, well, I'll leave and leave you alone. When I came back the next week to that prayer garden, he had stole all my little hearts <laughs> out of my vase of flowers. And there was hundreds of them in there. And he stole every one of them. Yep. They were gone. He left one that he'd missed on the ground. Yeah, they were. that was pretty neat. He took them to his home. Yeah, he decided if I was going to be in a love garden there with God, he's going to take all my love hearts. That's right. <laughs> but when he puts that, when he takes off that filthy, when Jesus takes off that filthy garment and he encloses a, us with his garment of salvation and love and hope and peace, it's just, it's beyond human description because it's spiritual and not physical. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so awesome when we get clients in our office mm -hmm. and God spreads his love there. Mm -hmm. Clients that are so hurt and broken mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they're so scared of us and they mm -hmm. don't think they even want to come back until God spreads his love there. And yep. then they just, they call us, write us and tell us thank you, or they call us and tell us thank you. And then they come back for more mm -hmm. because they, they said it's only going to be one time because yep. They don't really want this. Yeah. They're, they're like frightened little abused animals. It reminds me, you know, the commercials on television about the, um, the animals that are, have been abused and they look so horrible um, and so malnutritioned and beaten. And those are the people that come in our office. And, yeah. and that's what I see in them. And we've had, we've had people say that, they walk in there and they go, there's something about this room. It's, there's something in here. There's something, it's, it's like peaceful or something. It's different. Yeah. And we just nod, you know, cause we know it's Jesus. We know it's the Holy spirit. It's not us. He decorated that room. Yes, he did. And, and people say it's so comfortable mm -hmm, in there. They do. And you know, we've this, just this week, we've had some people like that that's come in and they're so broken and we were able to share the love of Christ that they don't even know that that's what we were sharing, but they left smiling. They left with hope. Yeah. And that's what we are going to make love rocks and put them in a basket for them, for every one of those little broken lambs. Yes. And we're going to put love rocks in a basket and let them take one, mm -hmm. each one of them. So yeah. they have hope. Mm -hmm. We used, we've been giving out hearts, wooden hearts, wooden hearts. but we don't have no more of the wooden hearts. No. So we're going to start love yeah. rocks. Yep. It's going to be so if anybody cool. out there does does wooden hearts, <laughs> um, makes them. Hey, we, we ran out. So um, we, we would take we would certainly appreciate it because we will pass them forward to those broken hearts, to those that they can have actually something physical to hang on to. And at, what does it say in Romans 13, 14 about um, garments? Oh, I guess I should put my glasses on so I can do my part of the program huh? probably <laughs> put our eyeballs on okay clothe yourself with the lord jesus christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature okay and you know what we all have choices we do we do we all have choices all right in whether we want to follow christ or gratify ourselves okay that's what he means by gratifying the sinful nature 
mm-hmm. because you know what? It's so easy to gratify mm-hmm. our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. All dirty, filthy garments, which Satan holds waiting for us to put on. Mm-hmm. That's our sinful nature. I mean, Satan's always there. You're right. This morning in my quiet time, because I was praying about the radio station, because we, this is serious for us. Um, we, we do this because, first of all, we love the Lord, plain and simple. Second of all, we want to further the kingdom. We want to share Christ's love and hope to the world. And as I was, I was praying, because that's what we, we pray, is that God will speak to us and through us during this time this hour. And as I was just praying in my heart's eyes, I saw how Satan was standing there with the garment. And you really couldn't tell it was Satan because he was holding it up. And then there was Christ standing there holding another garment. And on the end, you couldn't see the outside, but on the inside of the garment, they looked similar. They really did. And I thought, well, yeah. But you know, Satan's garment has sort of like a dark glow to it. Mm-hmm. And the garment that Jesus holds on to has a bright, bright glow, glow to it. But but on the inside, there was that change. I mean, there was that temptation of, well, they don't really look that different. And then it thought, you know, the thought comes to my mind, well, you know what, if I, if I do that, if I go to that porn site just this one time, that's okay. Or if I do this, it, just this one ex- time. There's an example of how different they look. See your white garment uh-huh see my white garment uh-huh which one's prettier well it depends on that one's ivory white it's an ivory white mm-hmm. with the shape of it the, mm-hmm. the oh the texture oh okay yeah the decoration which one looks better this one is daintier uh-huh which one's prettier mm-hmm. this one which one would be more stylish mm-hmm. god's would yep god would appeal more exactly and this one mm-hmm. is lighter Mm-hmm. It is. It isn't as heavy. No, it's not. This is so denim. your burden wouldn't be in mm-hmm. this one. That's right. That's absolutely correct. So we have to be careful because when you know when they're when you see two garments before you, Satan's a deceiver. Mm-hmm. And if he says, "Oh, it's only one time," mm. Mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. Yeah. So as as a believer in Jesus Christ, you know, one of us we're we're sheep, aren't we? One of his sheep, and he's our yeah. shepherd. Yeah. I like that. We wear the new garment, okay? Yet sometimes, again, like we said, we try to place the old filthy garment on the top of the new one. It feels uncomfortable. Yeah, when it feels uncomfortable uncom- and it's tugging on you, mm-hmm. who is that tugging on you? I think that's the Holy Spirit saying, do you really want to do that? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to say that? Do you really want to do that? Do you really want to think that? Think how easy it is to say to the Holy Spirit, no, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit isn't going to sit there and hang on to you like this. Exactly. Say, come on. Come on. He's not going to do that. What does he do? He says, okay, and I'll keep on asking, but if you don't come, it's your choice. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Sometimes we even place an arm in that old garment just to test it out, just to see how that old garment feels, you know, just a little bit. I'll only have one drink, you know, I'll only have one. And that's when the cop comes along and says, you've had that drink. Now Mm -hmm. you got to go to jail. Yeah. And that's 
the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to let you get in trouble. So maybe you can learn, learn from this. Bit. Yep. Because I love you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, God, why did you let that happen? Because I love you. Exactly. Because God, because you made the choice, right? Because, you made the choice. Because he knows what a lifetime of drinking is going to do to you. Mm. Yeah. So when you put that arm in, you're, you're, and you're a child of God, you're waiting for discipline. <laughs> God says, this is why I let it happen to you. Because your real father would paddle you. Your biological you. father. Mm -hmm. I let you learn from your own mistakes. Experience. Experience is the best teacher. There is no doubt on that. Experience is. So, but, and we do that. We sometimes go back down that dirt road of dysfunction and woundedness, okay, because of that's a familiar way. It's kind of like you don't, because of your woundedness, you don't realize that you don't, it's, it's kind of like automatic, bam, that's where I'm going because it's kind of like default, like on your computer. Right. It's just default. And that's when you have to, to step back and say, wait a minute, that's not default anymore. I don't have to yell. I don't have to do this. I don't have to say that. Well, and the Bible tells you that you don't have to because he tells you, God tells you, you can take your thoughts captive. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to that. You're right. And in Romans 8, 1, it says that Jesus has set us free mm -hmm. from the life of sin and death and that, that we don't have to, that we're not, we're not, um, we're not condemned anymore. We don't have to put that even, we don't have to even reach out for that sinful garment anymore because we can reach for him instead. Yeah. And he says, Jesus says, I'll always what? Provide a, a way, way out. out. Okay. So here's the way out guys. But what happens? Does God, does Jesus say, Hey, over here. He says, it's, you, I've provided you a way out. Do you, can you think of a time when God provided you a way out? I'm trying to think of one real quick. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I, was, I was out with my sister at a bar. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we were drinking. And You were drinking, too? I was. Okay. I drank just like them. And I went to my car. I was going to drive home. And I decided... I don't know why I got this thought. I thought it's not that far to walk. Mm. And I ended up passing out over on hydraulic uh -huh. in Wichita and a cop came along and seen me laying down in the, on the gutter, I guess, part. He picks me up. That cop does happen to be my friend. One of the police officers I knew and he gets me in the car and he goes, do you know sleeping out here is not, it's not uh, safe? And I told him, I said, well, I, I wasn't sleeping. I passed out. And he goes, had too much to drink? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's public drunkness. Oh. And I go, so you're going to take me to jail? He goes, you're lucky I know you. He goes, I'll take you home this time, but don't let me see you out here again. And I go, you won't. I go, I don't usually drink but I didn't want to drive home. So I walked home, was walking home. And he goes, well, that's one good one for you. Mm -hmm. 
And so he took me home. So that's God providing me a way out. That's right. He had happened to know that I knew that cop. So he Mm -hmm. sent him along my way. Yeah. He always takes care of you, doesn't he? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. God has never left me or forsaken me. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he will always provide a way out. Yeah. So, you know, we are God's chosen people when we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. We're holy and dearly loved. So we should clothe ourselves in compassion and holiness. That means we should put it on. And humility and gentleness and patience. All right. So when we do that, we have to um, we have to do that intentional. Like I intentionally got dressed this morning. I intentionally put these clothes on. Okay. Intentionally. So when you talk about putting that stuff on, clothing yourself with compassion and kindness and humility, that's intentional. You have to what? Think about it. You have to say, oh, I don't want to say that. I need to say this. Right. You got to practice it. Okay. Practice makes perfect. People say to us all the time, well, I can't help the way I am. How do you do it? I said, you got to look yourself in the mirror every morning when you get up and every night before you go to bed and tell yourself what you're going to say, what you're going to do and what you're going to be. And you got to tell yourself that. When someone attacks you with bad words, mm. that it ain't who you are. That's right. That it doesn't mean anything to you. That's right. You don't own it, right? Right. You don't own it. We will come back after break and we will discuss more. On the fashion show. This on is this not like the show. Omega, which is the end. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi, we are talking about the fashion show of spring, summer, and Alpha and Omega. We talked about Alpha being the first fashion show, and that was Adam and Eve, right? Right. In Genesis chapter 3. Right. Now we're moving towards the Omega, which is the end, the last fashion show that everybody will be in. Right. Yeah. That's pretty serious stuff. It is. It is very serious stuff. Because... All of us believers will become brides of the Lord. Absolutely. And before we get there, Second Corinthians five, and this is out of the Living Bible. I kind of I liked that translation because it's it kind of gets the message across that what we're trying to present in a simple way. Um, so if you don't recognize the the um, translation, it is in the Living Bible. It says, "For we know that when this tent we live in now is taken down." When we die and leave these bodies, we will have wonderful new bodies in heaven, homes that will be ours forevermore, made for us by God himself and not by human hands. How weary we grow of our present bodies. That is why we look forward eagerly to the day when we shall have heavenly bodies that we shall put on like new clothes. For we shall not be merely spirits without bodies. These earthly bodies make us groan and sigh, but we wouldn't like to think of dying and having no bodies at all. We want to slip into our new bodies so that these dying bodies will, as it were, be swallowed up by everlasting life. This is what God has prepared for us. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. And I can't remember if I gave you the reference. Second Corinthians 5, 1, 2, 5 is um, what I just read out of the Living Bible. So it talks about getting new bodies. I'm ready for a new body. What about you? Me too. So it's, it's so it's when we die. When hey, you, what? Just think, when I get a new body, it yes. won't have cancer. No, it won't. And it won't have RA. No, it won't. So I wonder what that's going to be And you can like. do the splits again. Oh, won't that be awesome? I wonder if I could do the splits in my new body and do a cartwheel. I can't do it in this body. I can't do a cartwheel. I can't chew gum and walk. Me neither. So, yeah. Let's just think about that. Are these bodies, these physical bodies, are going to be replaced with a heavenly body? You know what? What? I'm already married to God. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be this time when we get the new bodies, I get to have the ceremony. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So it's like taking off these old clothes and, as it says, putting on new clothes with our new body. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, I think that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Because all the disease that we have carrying right now and the, and the sin nature and all of that's going to be gone. Gone, gone. And a new tent, a new body, new clothes. Kind of like going to the store and buying a whole new outfit. Yeah, and that I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fun. I'm a good will shopper. <laughs> So I would, they'd probably go out of business if I didn't go there to shop, <laughs> I'd keep them in business. So we just kind of slip into our new clothes when we die and we take, and we leave this old body. 
Second Corinthians 5, 1 through 5. So that is as far as those who die, okay? That is the, the last fashion show. But there's also another fashion show, right? Annette talks about the end times. And that's where, and so we're going to be talking in Revelations because that's where it really talks about all the robes, all the garments, the last, the very last fashion show. And that's pretty neat. And, and John talks about that through the Holy Spirit. Um, he writes to, to, I think there's seven churches that he writes to in this, this one church in Sardis, Revelations 3, 4, and 5. He wrote um, to them what, about their garments. He wrote that yet even there, there in Sardis, some haven't soiled their garments with the world's filth. They shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Everyone who conquers will be clothed in white, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. But I will announce before my father and his angels that he is mine, living Bible. Okay, so wait a minute. Just picture that. We're going to be clothed in white, okay? And we're going to be with Jesus, and he's going to tell, tell God, this one's mine. Annette's mine. Myrna's mine. Whoever's mine. He'll know us by our name, and he'll know that he... Don't do that. <laughs> he'll know us by our name. And he'll announce before the Father and his angels, that one's mine. That one's mine. And he'll name us. Louise is mine. You know? That one's mine. He prayed for us at the garden. Yes, he did. How humbling to stand before the Father and be claimed by the Son. This one's mine. Wow. Think about it, guys. Have you ever felt his love? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just think about it. Can you honestly say that Jesus Christ will stand before the Father and the Father's angels and say, this one's mine. I can. I can. I can. And say, yeah. The things he has done for me. <laughs> yeah. Because you're his. This was mine. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. That's the love that we don't understand in a human, in a physical aspect. Because it's spiritual. It's a spiritual. One it's of the because he loves us. Exactly. In a way that we don't understand. A way we can't even begin to no. love. No. No. But he loves people through me and it's mm -hmm. so awesome. It is. Like, it is. I can't even begin to explain that kind of That's love. right. The book of, and we want to explain something real quick because when Annette read this scripture, it talked about the book of life. And the book of life is where the names of the people who Jesus is going to say, this one's mine. That's where your name's going to be written. And if your name isn't written in that book of life, then Jesus can't say you're mine. But that's not because he didn't write your name there. That's because you didn't choose Jesus. Okay, it's not his fault. It's your choice. Again, it's not Jesus' fault your name's not written there. It's your choice. <laughs> Excuse me. So 
Do you like to borrow money? Nope, I got it. <laughs> so in Revelation 6, 9 through 11, it talks about, and when he broke open the fifth seal, I saw an altar, and underneath it all the souls of those who had been martyred for preaching the word of God and for being faithful in their witnessing. They called loudly to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before you judge the people of the earth for what they've done to us? When will you avenge our blood against those living on the earth? White robes were given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until their other brothers, fellow servants of Jesus, had been martyred on the earth and joined them. And in Revelation 7, 9 and 14, we're told who those other brothers were. It says, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from all nations and provinces and languages, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and whitened them by the blood of the Lamb. So the brothers... The, the ones that were martyred in Revelation 6 that was waiting for God to avenge their, their killers. They were waiting for these brothers who had been martyred in the tribulation to come. And now God said, it's time. I will avenge. I will avenge. You think about people that were killed just because they wouldn't denounce Christ. Yeah. Even today. Yes. The ones that were killed. It's horrible what they, they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I stand strong for those yes. because it's just, it's horrible what people yes. do. Yes. Just like Corey Ten Boom. Mm -hmm. She's gone. She went through a lot. She did. And you know what? She's going to be blessed yes, for what she, she went through. Yes. People have been tortured for Christ. And it's going to continue and yeah. it's going to get worse. I truly believe it's going to get worse. Yeah. We have been persecuted because we are Christians. Um, we have had judges not um, judges say things about us. We've had other people in the court system make fun of us, and people charge try to charge us with and uh, yeah with, with crimes that we have not committed horrid crimes, and so we are being per persecuted because we do take a stand for Christ, and so if but you, we smile through it. We do, we do because blessed are those who are persecuted for Jesus' name. For Jesus name in Revelations 22 14 it says those who wash their clothes clean are happy who are washed by the blood of the lamb they will have the right to go into the city through the gates they will have the right to eat the fruit of the tree of life so we're those are the people that have asked Jesus if you're not a believer have never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your Savior then you are clothed in those filthy rags you have a choice whether your name is name is or is it written in the book of life whether your filthy rags will be turned as white as snow. God made the way, you make the choice. That's as simple as that. God made the way, you make the choice. Remain in your filthy rags, destined for eternal death and torment, and not have your name in the book of life, or ask Jesus to remove your filthy rags and put on his cloak of righteousness, his rich garments, and have your name written in the book of life. Some people will say, well, you guys are pretty harsh. Um, excuse we only me. Speak what's there? Exactly. We we don't, and this is what we tell our clients too. We don't pull punches. We don't have enough time. We tell you the way the scripture says it. You're either with Christ or you're against Christ. You're either a sheep or you're a goat. 
you're either born again or you're lost forever. That's it. And, you know, the end times are coming. And it's either get you saved now or lose you. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to lose you. We love everybody. And you know what? It's like somebody drowning in quicksand. You grab the rope or you drown. Exactly. And we don't want to see you drown. No. No. So it's that crucial. That's why we are harsh. Some people reject the invitation Christ presents because they feel it would be too difficult or they'd have to give up a lot or they'd have to what change their lives. Yeah, but what what's worth giving? I mean, your life, it's your life. I'd give up everything to save my life. Mm-hmm. You can't say, you know, I'd have to give up this. Well, is that worth your life? Yeah. The thing is, the garment Jesus offers is light to wear, not burdensome. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my cloak, my garment upon you and learn, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my cloak, my garment is easy and my burden is light. Didn't he say his yoke is light? Yes. That's what we put in there. I, instead of yoke on that, chap, on that verse, I put in cloak or garment because it's light. It is light. It's like what Annette said. This shawl is light. That's Jesus's shawl. That's his garment. It could be warm, too. It it's could cold be. <laughs> You're cold. So um, think about it, guys. Think about it. We are, we are direct because somebody needs to be direct. Somebody needs to say this is it. Either or, not ride the fence. And it is because we love you and we're doing what we feel like Christ is calling us to do. Um, so remember the challenge. Increase listeners, increase rank. Richardson, Texas, we'll find out here in the next week or so whether you're still on top in Dublin, Ireland also. Annette, any closing thoughts? Uh, thank you all for listening to us because we appreciate it. Yes, we do. Yeah, We very much appreciate it, and we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you. Keep us in your prayers. We'll keep you in our prayers because we do. We care. And um, I guess we'll be speaking to you next next Friday. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, whatever that means. And if the creek rises, we'll go swimming. (laughs) Oh, not me. (laughs) We'll talk with you guys um, next Friday. Thank you. We do love you. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Tune in to The James Dentley 